When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The following podcast is a production of the Factual Data Creations Facility. Welcome back to the OFNT Podcast, episode 163, which I'm calling Camp Hero. Geez, McDonald's just announced it's changing the taste of its hamburgers. Well, I hope they don't add any more salt. I also hope that it actually improves the taste of its food. Not like Wendy's and Domino's, whose supposed upgrades to their food caused me to stop eating it. Hmm. Come to think of it. That might be a good thing after all. <laughs> now let's get on with the show. As usual, we're starting off with some tech news. Google has put a halt on the construction of its huge 80-acre campus project, dubbed Downtown West indefinitely, throwing the city of San Jose, California, into turmoil. This reported by CNBC. Google has since denied this, claiming that the project is going ahead. The mayor of San Jose also fired back at the report, stating that the city has heard no news from Google, which he considered good news. Well, with the state of the economy on, and the man. big G's sagging profits, I'm not too sure that old no news is good news saying should be considered good news. What did I just say? <laughs> Amazon's Kindle Scribe now lets you send documents directly from Microsoft Word. This from Engadget.com. This new upgrade allows you to send, read, and edit Word documents to the hybrid tablet and export those documents back out to an external device. An active Microsoft 365 subscription is required, though. See what I mean about 365 becoming a super app? Many other editing features are included with this latest update to the Kindle Scribe. This makes the Scribe a serious competitor to the iPad. Users that don't need or want an iPad can now have a way to read and edit documents on the go. Also concerning Amazon, an article from GeekWire.com reports that Amazon's much ballyhooed entry into the health and fitness market seems to be over. The company's Halo, Halo View, and Bedside Sleep Tracker have been discontinued 
and the accompanying subscription service will cease being supported on July 31st of this year. Amazon promised to give a full refund to those customers who purchased Halo devices over the past 12 months, along with prepaid subscription fees. It appears Amazon's foray into the health and fitness market was a casualty of the massive layoffs Amazon and the tech industry as a whole have been forced to implement due to falling revenue caused by the end of the pandemic last year. Here at the OFNT household, we believe in competition and an abundance of different ecosystems. Upon Amazon's big health and fitness announcements of last year, I thought that they would buy Peloton and enter that market big time. No, dear, that's wrong. And again, continuing with Amazon, the company is rumored to be building its own artificial intelligence model, which will be used to power the Echo series of Alexa digital personal assistants. I use and like the Echo and have been using them since I was selected to purchase one before the general release back in 2014. And that was a full year before it was available to everyone. Along with the Ring cameras I employ, I think it's the best digital assistant. Miles ahead of Siri, which I feel is a dumpster fire. I look forward to any enhancement AI can bring to the Echo. The updated version of Microsoft's Phone Link app, which will allow iPhone users to make and receive calls, send and receive text and iMessages, access their contacts, and see their phone's notifications on their PC running Windows, has begun to roll out globally. This according to TechCrunch.com. Some episodes back, I reported that PhoneLink was in beta and this will be a game changer that will probably affect the sales numbers of Macs. And not in a good way. The draw of the Apple ecosystem, at least in my case, was the seamless, well, mostly seamless integration of all Apple devices with each other. With the release of the updated PhoneLink app, much of that integration will be available to personal computers running the Windows 11 operating system. If this feature was available when I received my first iPhone, I probably wouldn't have bought any Macs or iPads. So let's just sit back and see how Apple counteracts this development. Well, in what may be the first counter to PhoneLink from Apple... AppleInsider.com is reporting that an update to Apple's Watch OS and Health app will allow the watch to sync with other Apple devices besides the iPhone. This will include the Mac and the iPad. While this will be convenient to those already in a giant fruit company's ecosystem, I don't see how this will appeal to those not within it unless the Health app will be available on Android devices and machines running Windows. I just don't see this happening. The only advantage I can see with this is now you don't need to have an iPhone to use an Apple Watch, but you'll still need to have a Mac or an iPad. What do you think? According to 9to5Mac.com, Apple is about to drop three new desktop models, which are supposedly going to be equipped with the new M3 chip. The models that are rumored to be released are an iMac of some sort, an updated Mac Studio, and maybe, just maybe, the long-awaited Mac Pro. We'll probably know for sure when the company's annual Worldwide Developers Conference rolls around on June 5th. I'm looking forward to the new 15-inch screened MacBook Air myself. Again from AppleInsider.com, an update to the Beats Studio Buds is coming in May. 
the diminutive earbuds will have updated microphones and improved noise canceling. What has many people excited, though, is one of the new colors, or actually lack of color. Taking a page from the Nothing-branded earbuds, the Beats Studio Buds will be offered with a translucent option. I guess this appeals to some, but I think I'll stick with my basic black. My son uses Beats Studio Buds, and he's quite happy with them. Along with AirPods Pro, I use Beat Fitness Pros while working out, and in some ways I find them better than the AirPods Pro. What earbuds do you use? The company OnePlus, the quote, little upstart company, unquote, which really wasn't, has just introduced a iPad competitor running the Android operating system. But of course, the 11.6-inch screen tablet boasts a screen resolution of 2800 by 2000 pixels with a 144 hertz refresh rate. It comes standard with 8 gigs of RAM and 128 gigs of storage. The OnePlus tablet will set you back a mere 479 smacky bucks. Well, that sounds great, doesn't it? Eh, not quite. The tablet will be powered with an anemic MediaTek processor. That and the fact that Android tablets apps are few and far between. Perhaps this will change with the upcoming introduction of Google's Pixel tablet, expected to be coming out on May 5th. Tech I'm using. Well, it's still quiet on the tech I'm using front. I've been having periodic problems with the Peloton Fitness app failing to sync with my Apple Watch and not starting an activity in a timely manner, but I'm sure the company will straighten that out with a future update. I did find a solution with a problem I've been having with my Beats Fit Pro earbud tips. The standard supply tips don't fit my ears properly, which forced me to purchase third-party replacement tips, which are kind of expensive. I was using replacement tips from a company called Comply. They're made from memory foam, but they would wear out after a month or so, losing their ability to expand in your ear. Fed up with this, I decided to try some tips from DioFit, made of a higher quality of memory foam. They call memory foam PU. And before you ask, I really don't know what PU stands for, but I guess it stands for polyurethane. The new tips seem sturdier and do provide an even better fit than the ones from Comply. We'll just have to wait and see if they last any longer. I also resubscribed to Microsoft 365. It's not that I'm going to start using Word again. I just want to have something industry standard available, and I really like the Teams video conferencing app. Also, I want to keep an eye on the evolution of 365 into the super app I've predicted it will eventually turn into. Some very little entertainment news for you. Despite the so-called movie critics panning it, the Apple TV Plus original movie, Ghosted, has proven to be very popular. There were no social justice messages, hidden agendas, or the like in the film. Nor was it trying to enact change to society. Ghosted was just an action-adventure take on the traditional rom-com format, and it worked well. Another movie I watched and enjoyed was the Woody Harrelson vehicle Champions. Again, a movie savaged by critics, but audience rated it highly. It was your standard feel-good movie and was well-written and acted. You know, when will Hollywood understand that most movie watchers just want to be entertained, not lectured to? The mainstream media news industry was rocked last week by the firing of two news hosts from big cable news networks. 
Notice that I put this in the entertainment section. That's because I consider modern mainstream news programs as nothing more than entertainment. <clears throat> Tucker Carlson was the number one rated host amongst the various news shows, and Fox News is paying for his firing as the network's ratings in the all-important EPM slot have fallen off a cliff, losing out to rival networks for the first time in many years, perhaps decades. Over at rival cable news network, better known as CNN, host Don Lemon was finally let go. Mr. Lemon, the pioneer of emotional, opinionated, agenda-driven news reporting, or should I say news reading, Thank you. was rumored to be getting fired for a while now. The new owners of CNN are trying to, and rightly so in my opinion, get back to factual news reporting. What? Tucker Carlson will land on his feet no matter what he decides to do, while Don Lemon's future is, shall we say, somewhat more murky. It's time for a break. I wish I could say it's time to pay the bills, which other shows like to say, but with the state of my audience numbers recently, that would be a lie. So, you may or may not hear an ad or two. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back. Podcast news. I'm a fan of scripted audio podcasts, especially of the horror genre. Lately, I've been looking for, and unsuccessfully, a companion to the No Sleep podcast. So I saw an ad for the Apollo podcast listening app, which features exclusive scripted shows of different genres, horror being one of them. Well, like the shows I've sampled from the podcast indexes, None have met the production values or quality of the No Sleep podcast. Either the voice actors are over the top or the show is just someone reading a story from a webpage. I shifted to the true crime gender and was greeted with more of the same, but did find a couple of shows worthy of a long listen. 
One was titled City of Ghosts, which is about an information broker working the mean streets of New York City. The show does have some wokeness to it, but it's still worthy of a listen. The other show is called Derek Kong, a private detective, which I believe is out of Singapore. Well, it's a keeper. The cast is talented, speaking their parts with varying degrees of English with an Asian accent, and they all have fun with it. I'll be keeping up with this one. As for the app itself, it has a free version, which is, of course, the one I'm using, and a $10 per month paid version. The only difference being is the free version has none of the basic navigation or follow features most free listening apps come with. Every time you want to listen to an episode of a show you follow, you have to search for it with varying results. I found that you can indeed find some of the app's exclusive shows, supposedly exclusive anyway, on an open RSS feed, so I won't be using the Apollo app in the future. If you have an interest in the voiceover industry and audio recording gear in general, I recommend the Pro Audio Suite podcast. I dare you to find a better produced or sounding podcast. This week, the hosts, who are themselves voiceover professionals, we're discussing artificial intelligence and its effects on the voiceover and audio industry in general. Their conclusion? Well, the four hosts think they should start looking for other employment. Well, not quite yet, because there are still some things to iron out with AI. The biggest worry is VO artists' voices being stolen without compensation. I think they're correct, with only lawyers having something to gain from this in the future. They also discussed Radio GPT, which I reported on recently, which aims to completely replace radio personalities and all voices, really, heard on radio stations with AI-generated voices. The hosts seem to think that only podcasts are safe from the AI juggernaut. I disagree with AI software like Descript. All one has to do is clone a voice of your own or maybe someone else's, type a script, and have the software turn it all into an audio file. It's wonderfully scary, in my opinion. It's story time. This week's story is part one of two titled Camp Hero Revisited. So sit back and enjoy some ancient history from your host. For some reason that I can't explain, I mean, I didn't have a dream or anything like that. I decided to revisit a place of my youth, which was Montauk Air Force Station, located on Long Island, New York. I was on temporary duty assignment there for around six months to help with its closure. I was volunteered for this assignment because I was one of the lowest ranking members of my section at my home base of Griffiths Air Force Base up in Rome, New York, and had the added bonus of being single. No wife or children would miss this kid for the six-month deployment. Montauk Air Station was home to a radar installation, one of many assigned to the now-also-defunct Aerospace Defense Command, which linked directly to NORAD. I believe it was part of the old Dewey Line, named after the Secretary of Defense who had implemented it. 
The Dewey Line was responsible for the defense of the continental United States from a mass bomber attack from the old Soviet Union and stretched from Alaska to the eastern seaboard of the U.S. coast. It was established before satellites and ICBMs, so by the time the 1980s rolled around, it was deemed to be obsolete. Read that as cost-effective. Instead, the Department of Defense combined with civilian radar sites of the Federal Aviation Authority, also known as the FAA, which was by now more portable and used much better technology than the 1950s Evertech based at Montauk. I arrived at Montauk in the fall of 1980 and left early in the spring of 1981. My job there was to empty buildings of everything that was accountable, stage the material in the old artillery bunkers located there, and twice a week, load up a two-ton truck and transport the equipment for turn-in and salvage at McGuire Air Force Base in New Jersey. I worked out of a building next to the radar tower that had a large picture window which overlooked the Atlantic Ocean. It was very scenic. If you were lucky, you could catch a whale traversing the water sometimes. Now, most of the structures on the base were constructed to resemble what a civilian fishing village would look like at the time it was constructed, which was shortly after World War I. At that time, the Navy was responsible for the base and manned huge anti-ship artillery emplacements. During World War II, the naval guns were removed when the Army took control of the site, armed with anti-aircraft guns, and named the place Camp Hero. After that war, the Air Force took over responsibility and built and manned the radar installation. With that, Camp Hero was rechristened Montauk Air Force Station. The site was self-contained with its own power grid, and at the time of its opening, it had to be self-sufficient for security reasons and because there was nothing but the base and an old lighthouse manned by the Coast Guard with the small village of Montauk some miles away. When I arrived there, Montauk was still very small, and it was a tourist area which closed down when tourist season was over. The only stores that remained open were a pharmacy and a small grocery store. There was only one train out of Montauk in the morning and one train into Montauk in the evening at that time. I heard many tales from the few remaining permanent party GIs of airmen going stir-crazy during assignments there and had gotten up to some crazy antics. Maybe someday I'll relate some of those antics to you. The barracks were luxurious in comparison to the standard Air Force billets of the time which featured sloppily painted cinder block walls, fluorescent lighting, and cracked tile floors. There were up to three people assigned to each room and one community bathroom per floor. Each floor had one television room, which was furnished with standard-issue military furniture, which was functional but not very comfortable. In comparison, Montauk Air Force Station's house-like barracks had two floors. Upon entering the barracks, you had an up stairway and a down stairway much like current split-level houses, but on a much larger scale. The bottom floor had a paneled and carpeted community room with incandescent lighting and furnished with civilian-type furniture. It was like a house's living room. Next to that room was a community kitchen with all the amenities of its civilian counterparts. There were rooms downstairs and upstairs, and only one person was assigned to each, but you still had to use community bathrooms. On weekends, the married airmen retreated to the base housing, which was separated from the base, while most permanent party GIs went to the city or other places. Civilian workers manned the motor pool and the power plant on those weekends. The only military were two manning the radar itself. Each would pull a 12-hour shift for 24-hour coverage. I didn't have a vehicle at the time, so I'd often be the lone occupant of the barracks on those weekends. 
I used to joke that I was the commander of Montauk Air Force Station on the weekends by default and debated purchasing stationery to reflect that fact. I used these weekends to explore every nook and cranny of the base. Located next to the base was a house owned and occupied by Peter Beard, a famous wildlife photographer and his then-living girlfriend and future ex-wife, supermodel Cheryl Teague. Look them up, especially Miss Teague. She was every bit of a supermodel. In fact, Mr. Beard and Miss Teague attended the base closure party. Upon hearing that the couple would attend, G.I.'s purchased underwear in advance in order to have Miss Teague autograph them, which she did laughing the whole time. You know, only G.I.'s would think to do this. Mr. Beard gave a speech saying what great neighbors the installation was and that he was going to miss us. The couple married in 1982 and divorced a couple of years later. Poor Peter Beard stayed at Montauk, eventually suffering from dementia, and in the winter of 2020, wandered from his home and perished from exposure. His body was found on the site of the old Air Force Station some weeks later. Montauk Air Force Station was decommissioned on January 2nd of 1981. We held a small ceremony outside as the radar was switched off. I remember that day as sunny but cold. The hard work of emptying the tower of its mostly classified items began the day after. The trips to McGuire increased to four days per week, and time flew by. Each day there were less GI stationed there, having left for new assignments. In February, the base switched to commercial electricity, and the power plant was shut down. I was relieved of duty that April and returned to Griffiths Air Force Base. Shortly after I left, Montauk Air Force Station was returned to the state of New York, who turned it into a state park and renamed it Camp Hero. The base housing was turned into low-income housing. I did make it back there in 1983 with a civilian friend, and we were almost arrested for trespassing. The only thing that saved us was my military ID card. We were let go and told never to come back. The transformation to Camp Hero State Park was still in progress at the time and was off-limits to the general public. I hadn't been back there since the transformation and decided to make the pilgrimage on the 27th of April, along with my wife and son. Well, that will do it for part one of this story. Next week, I'll describe the trip and my impressions of Montauk Air Force Station as it is today. Well, episode 163 is winding down. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed making it for you. If you like what you heard, you can make a donation using the link in the show notes. Any and all donations will be appreciated. You can always reach me at OFNTPodcast at gmail.com if you're so inclined. I'd enjoy hearing from you. I really would. Remember, don't listen to what they say. Watch what they do. Now, I know it's a rainy day and I'd like to invite you inside, but I'm afraid I wouldn't be much of a host. So instead... Just get off my lawn. Stay skeptical. I'm out. See ya. how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need viator 
guidebook, guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.